Welcome to the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle and it should be simple. We are so grateful you're here with us today. Let's dive in. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Creative Rise podcast. So glad that you guys are here. This is episode 109, which is so cool. Quick shout out right off the bat. This is one of the coolest things that I've heard in a while. Kim, so a little bit of backstory here. We launched our our ninth round of the Mastermind Actually, earlier this week, it, it launched on Sunday night, technically, and we started with our kickoff call on Monday. So great to get to meet everybody. We've got 37 businesses, 38 Woo-hoo. people, because one of the businesses is a team, locked and loaded uh, for round nine of the Creative Rise Mastermind and getting started on their six-week journey to build their next six figures, whether it's their first or that's their second, whatever it's going to be. It's incredible. We are so excited. But inside of our group chat, we had Kim, who's in the mastermind. She's awesome. She messaged and she was like, hey, I just finished, by the way, every single episode of the Creative Rise podcast. And she here's the thing. She only started listening to them this January. That is a true binge right there. Which is insane. That's like a (laughs) Netflix binge, like new season of Outer Banks or new season of Yellowstone type yes. thing. Like we were just going to listen. We are just going to binge everything. So uh, that's super cool. Yeah. yeah. We love so that. Cool. So super excited that we're starting that six-week mastermind. It's going to be so, so sweet. So thanks for everyone who hopped in and thanks for uh, tuning in to these shows that if you are someone who else is also binging all of the Creative Rise podcast, we love, love, love that you do that. And we really appreciate this community. And this is going to be a fun, very personal, not very like polished, I think, episode. Because yeah. I don't even know what we're talking about, really. Yeah, Christy Christy actually doesn't know what, what she's talking about that much. But here's the, here's the gist. <laughs> Not like and, that, no, 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 no. Like, Christy doesn't know what she's about to talk about. <laughs> because I'm actually going to interview Christy. Because here's well, the thing, real. guys. Sometimes I don't know what I have done, I've done a lot of things in the last 10 years that I would say I'm proud of in, in terms of growing my creative business. Absolutely. I have hit six figures in my business. I've worked with some really, really big dream clients of mine. I have sold consulting for $15,000 for a single eight hour day. I, there's, there's many things that I'm like, oh, those are things I love that I've checked off that I get to then now you know, teach from and I get to guide people from, which is amazing. However, there's one thing that I've not done that I think is so, so cool that Christy has done. Actually, it's actually two things. The first thing is I've not built a six-figure wedding business because I never got into weddings. I shot, actually, I've shot like three weddings, but that's it. I cut <laughs> it off. You know, I did like three over 10 years. So uh, you can tell it's not a core offer of mine. Christy has built a six-figure wedding business. Now, what's also cool about this and something, again, that I have not done, not only did she build a six-figure wedding business, she then transitioned to brands and she built a six-figure brand business. I built my own six-figure brand business, but I didn't build two of those. I did not build a wedding one and a brand one and have them both cross the six-figure mark. And that is something that I can't say I've done that you've done incredibly well. And that's really cool. So I was like, why don't we do a whole episode where we actually interview you, where I get to interview you, ask you questions on how you've done it, what the differences are. There's going to be tons of similarities, but there's going to be some pretty striking differences because you know what you did to build a six-figure wedding business... A lot of that was transferable, but there's definitely some things that oh, you had so to learn different. to build a six-figure brand business, right? So, so I'm excited for this. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous. Christy, I feel like I'm on the hot seat. <laughs> Christy doesn't really know what I'm about to ask, but here, no. here's here's how we're going to do it, guys. Uh, I'm just going to rapid fire her questions, and we're just going to she's going to answer them, and I'm probably okay. going to ask her some more questions based off what she's what she's answered. So are you going to ask me the classic guest ones? <laughs> so oh uh, yeah, so Rob, where are you from? Where are you born? So here's my first question. Before we get into the intricacy of building six-figure businesses, both yeah. in the wedding space and the brand space, which one felt easier? 
Oh, that's or, a great or question. Or is there... Okay. This is, guys, I this is really say, off the top. Like, as you can tell, this is not stuff yeah. that we've talked about. No, this but is But hopefully this is going to be really, really cool for you. Yeah. Yeah. I would say building a wedding business felt like more effort, but building a brand business was a lot scarier, if that makes sense. Like, scarier is in more difficult? Like, was a not wedding business, like, easier to build, but it just took, like, a lot of grind? Or? Yes. A wedding business takes a lot of grind and a lot of hustle. And building a brand business takes a lot of, I say, would say, more strategy. More maybe, brains, maybe yeah. a lot of people would come at me for that. But th- my personal experience was that building yeah. a and that's brand what this business. Is about. This is about you, your personal experience. You had to really put yourself out there, which I can talk about later. Of the style of the businesses that these two are, I would say a brand business felt a lot more like I had to have a lot of business tactical skills and strategy. And with the wedding side, there was absolutely strategy, but it was much more on the I'm grinding and building day in and day out a brand. But it felt very clear. Gotcha. Whereas, so it almost it almost felt like it required a little bit less strategy, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Well, it is a different model, right? Like building Absolutely. a wedding business is much more about branding. Yeah. Because it's much more about like how do I assert myself as a dominant, you know, person in this space that mm-hmm. people will then want, you know, me to shoot their weddings and they'll be attracted to my brand. It's such an emotional purchase. Yeah. Hiring a wedding photographer. So you've got to be able to brand yourself well where people emotionally connect with that. Therefore, it's an easier decision. Well, on the other side, the brand space is still an emotional decision. Like mm-hmm. when a company's sitting in a boardroom, there's definitely emotion oh, driving highly, the decision. Highly it's highly emotional, but it's it's a different type of emotion, right? Yes. And so the skills that you would use you know, to then push a deal over there are a little bit different. So talk about the differences. Like where do you see the differences between like a wedding business? Like very top, yeah. top line. Like yeah. let's not get too deep into this yet because we're I'm going to ask some more questions, but okay. very basic. Like how is a wedding business different than a building a brand business? What's, yeah. what's the difference? So I see this happen a lot because we obviously with Creative Rise teach people how to like make this jump a lot of times. We have people who are building or have built these amazing wedding brands and they're wanting to get, or sorry, yeah, wedding brands and they're wanting to get into the commercial space. And I would say and or vice versa, two, yeah. or vice versa. There's two main differences I would say between a wedding brand and a commercial brand, and it's that one's proactive and one's reactive. So a wedding brand, and I'll explain what that means. A wedding brand is very reactive. It's that you are receiving inquiries. So that is how you gain work. That's how you make money: is people finding you and inquiring with you. Whereas a commercial business is much more proactive. Like most of the time, and I think this is where a lot of wedding photographers maybe fall short when they go in the transition is they go, I've built this amazing brand around weddings. I've built a following. I've got all these like past clients. And now I'm just going to change my messaging. I'm just going to kind of remove the wedding dress pictures, insert it with lifestyle photos, and then just start talking about how I'm working with companies. And I'm expecting that all of these brands are going to be landing in my inbox when that just doesn't really happen because commercial businesses are much more of a proactive brand at the very beginning, meaning you are the one going out and pitching. You're the one going out and finding clients. You're the one making that like proactive effort rather than just sitting back and waiting for inquiries. So I think when you make the shift, it's really important to realize you're completely changing your entire business model from something that is reactive versus proactive. Yeah. It's like a wedding business model is inquiry based where I'm yes. waiting for inbound to come in where a building a brand, you know, photography business is all outbound based. It is going, I have to go out and source clients, exactly. sell clients, and then deliver on what I'm selling, right? Yeah. Okay. So obviously, just before we move on, we're big fans of wedding businesses being proactive as well. Like yes. quickly talk about how people can do that because 
Most yeah. people build their wedding photography business from a reactive state, but we always talk about in Creative Rise, like if you can find ways to make it proactive at the same time, like take some of the principles from a brand photography, more like business strategy, more business centric side of the business yes. and bring that into the wedding space. Like quickly talk about that before we move on. Cause I think yeah. that's important too. Yeah. Right? So I mean, with any wedding photography business, you need to be proactive when it comes to your marketing. You have to yeah. be proactive when it comes about your brand. So even just increasing awareness is a way of being proactive, whether it's like you're focusing on social media. So you're like, I'm going to post five times a week and I'll be on stories every single day. That's like mm. a proactive thing to be doing for your marketing. However, I think you can also be proactive in a almost like in a proactive way, like a brand but business would be of like, okay, I'm going to go out and formulate some relationships with some key wedding planners in my area, or I'm going to go formulate relationships with different venues that I can work with, or I'm going to go out and plan styled shoots and work with like influential couples and strike deals where they're posting and tagging me, therefore Mm. raising my awareness for my brand. I think there's a lot of proactive things you can do. You can message a bride if you want to. You can message a potential couple that's getting engaged and literally go, go through the hashtag engaged and just go Go and comment and be super proactive about that kind of stuff or mm-hmm. message or DM influencers that you want to work with, things like that. So you can be proactive in a wedding brand. It's just that the state of how you receive day-to-day clients is going to look so different than the commercial space. Mm-hmm. So you can absolutely be proactive, but in its most general business form, it is a reactive brand. You're raising awareness to create a response rather than going out and striking a deal with somebody right on the spot. Yeah, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, And I think that's why I always say like a wedding photography business at such a base level is way more about branding, right? Because it's like, you're just trying to raise awareness that Mm -hmm. you exist, you're around, you can shoot their wedding, you're gonna do a great job, you know, where again, you don't even have to have necessarily a front-facing brand. I know in the transition for you, when you started transitioning to brands, you didn't even have a front-facing brand photographer brand. Oh, yeah. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Because I think that's what a lot of people think is they get... So many people want to go from brands to weddings or from weddings to brands or just do both, but they go, I can't because I don't have the time to build two different brands or I'm going to totally rack my wedding brand if I only ever post about brand stuff. Like, yeah. how did you transition? Yeah. Because um, you transitioned over, you know, it wasn't like one day you woke up and you fully cut off weddings. You transitioned no. like slow and you transitioned well. But yeah. how did you do that? Like, talk talk to us about the transition. What what yeah. worked about it? Yeah. So I'm a naturally like slow transition type of person. That's not really my like uh, personality. Just be like, boom, cold turkey onto something brand new the next day. So for me with weddings, it was like I was shooting weddings full time. And a lot of people don't know this, but like I've been shooting brands since I've been shooting weddings. So like I started with receiving a client up to shoot for as a brand, like the first year I was full time with weddings. So, but nobody knew, right? I didn't create a separate brand. A lot of people create a separate Instagram. And if you can run two Instagrams at the same time, more Do it, power 100%. to you. I could not. I was like, absolutely not. So I had my front facing brand being my weddings because I knew that that was a reactive brand. That brand I needed to be super important, give all of my hustle and grind effort to. And then on the backside of my brand, I had almost this like little invisible brand. It was my commercial space photography. And so if someone was to like, I knew somebody or got connected through a referral or I was to pitch a company, I would always just have this kind of invisible brand working behind the scenes because I knew it was such a relational thing. I'd be talking to a marketing director. I'd be talking to a business owner. I'd be talking to somebody very directly through email or in person or whatever it was. So I could just hand them 
a PDF from Canva that I've created that has like our pitch and our proposal and everything like that. I didn't need to have like this crazy website, this crazy Instagram. Obviously having those things is a great trust builder when it Mm -hmm. does come to the point of making deals with brands. However, it's not necessary to do that because I was the one going out and creating those relationships like at the first touch point. So having some, you don't have to have this crazy built out huge brand to start shooting commercial. At least that was my experience. In the transition, yeah. Eventually, obviously, you want to yes. get there. But yes, and now I have the website and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, and yeah. and that's, I don't think it goes the, the opposite way very well. Like if you're oh, no. a commercial photographer and you want to start shooting weddings, I don't think if you have like a hidden back-end wedding brand, I don't think it transitioned as well, you know, if you were to go the opposite way. And I think because, again, the wedding space, succeeding in the wedding space is about awareness. It's about building Mm -hmm. a brand that people see you as a successful wedding photographer who they are going to enjoy having at their wedding, the most intimate day of their lives, right? So so it's it's funny how how those go, but that's really good advice. So what's been the hardest thing for you when you think about switching? Like, what's the hardest thing? Is it pricing? Is it sales? Is it like speaking business language, like what is it and why? Yeah, I think the hardest thing for me, and I'm sure it would be different for every single person depending on like their personality type, but I think the hardest switch for me was pitching. Like I was not used to, I just remember in the first kind of the big shift of like, okay, now I'm really working with way more majority commercial clients than I am wedding clients. And I just remember thinking, man, I just miss the days of like, receiving an inquiry like that just feels so yeah. easy you you all of a sudden such a dopamine hit it's just like boom well and you you're know? you're approaching a client so differently you're yeah. approaching a client and they are so warm to you they and already they're asking yes. to work with you yes. whereas when you are pitching a company or you're talking to a marketing director or a social media manager whatever it is you're really just putting yourself out there yeah they're on the defense down. right they're not on exactly. the offense they're, exactly they're quite more often than not they're looking for you to convince them exactly yeah. and so it's that it's that Building that first line of trust, I think, is the hardest part about switching because you have that trust built from your brand. So therefore, they're coming through that gate, whereas you are going up to someone's gate and trying to figure out how to get in. Mm -hmm. And so that was the biggest hurdle for me transitioning from weddings to brands was, okay, how do I strategically get through that trust gate and how do I do that really, really well? Mm -hmm. And I feel like once you figure out sort of how to do that, you can get through and it is it is great. Yeah. Okay. Super cool. So what you just said made me think about this. And I think this is really important to to say. We talk about this all the time in the mastermind. One of the reasons why a brand business is so great is because where a bride might not hire you back yes. for... Hopefully not. <laughs> you know, yeah, maybe if she gets maybe married again. Anniversary but it's like one, anniversary but, yeah. or it's like pregnancy stuff or it's kids or like whatever it's going to be. There's potential to get hired back, but mm-hmm. it's not like assumed. It's yeah. just like, oh, if it happens, it's going to be great. Right. Where in the commercial space, it's like, hey, if I can help you make money once, let me help you make money again. Exactly. And so the retainer style that comes as you've mm-hmm. built a six-figure like brand business is so, so attractive, right? And it's yeah. something that is such a positive about building a commercial business. So talk to me about retainers. Like you have a retainer 
specifically even one retainer that makes more money than the, the average American makes in a year mm-hmm. just from that one client, right? Yeah. Which is incredible. So that is not something that you experience in the wedding side of a business, right? So talk mm-hmm. to me about, I mean, first of all, like how do you think about retainers and how do you approach those? And mm-hmm. what advice do you have for anybody who's looking to maybe get their first retainer, whether it's a small retainer, 500 bucks a month, like my first retainer that I started with, or whether it's a bigger retainer, yeah. you know, or a bigger quarterly retainer, like Talk to me about that because that's a huge difference between yeah. the you know the wedding space or the, or even just call it the wedding space, the couple space, shooting seniors, whatever it's going to be, the people space versus the business space. Yeah. I think retainers are 100% the way to go. And I think a lot of people view the brand space as like, oh, it's all these like one-off companies that you're going to be working with. I'm going to be working with this big campaign, this campaign, this campaign. But you start to realize that's that's a pretty exhausting way to run a business. It's also not a very sustainable way to run a business and it's not a way to scale. So retainers are truly an amazing way to scale your business because with pitching, you're going to be spending so much time and effort and energy. Like we say, usually if you get like maybe two clients out of 10 clients that you pitch to and go through a full process with, that's actually a really great like that's normal. conversion. Yeah, that's normal. For, you might for get pitching. four responses out of 10 and then two, you'll end up closing. Exactly. Yeah. And you think of all the lag time in between those things and getting people to respond and follow-ups and everything like that, that that is just not a sustainable business to operate that way. So if you can create a retainer style offer, and I think offers are super important when it comes to building a commercial brand business that you can just have recurring, then all of a sudden you have your income laid out for the next year plus potentially. And then everything on top of that is just like, okay, great. I just keep scaling, keep scaling, keep scaling. And the wedding business operates not in a retainer way, but you are booking out for a year in advance sometimes or multiple years in advance. So building, I think the way to become a successful creative is how do I create income for the future? So if you can create a retainer style in your commercial business, which is what I've done with this one client that has been so great, I think building that relationship and that retainer is truly the way to go in order to be able to scale and hit six figures. Yeah, gotcha. But and so, but the the key thing is like building future revenue in a wedding business is great. However, yeah. building future revenue in a wedding business often means you're not getting paid now, yes. and that's where a lot of wedding creatives come into trouble. Mm-hmm. They're like, shoot, right. I'm they booking might get all deposit, these weddings for but, next year, yeah. but I'm only getting a five hundred dollar deposit or twenty yep. percent deposit, whatever it's going to be. Where getting paid in the in the brand space, the commercial space for the future, like setting up a retainer where you're like, hey, I'm getting a 12-month retainer, you're getting paid now yeah. and you're getting paid every month, right? Or you're getting exactly. paid every quarter or you know, 50% up front, 50% you know, halfway mm-hmm. through, whatever it's going to be. So that's yeah. a big difference, right? That's totally a yeah. big difference. And there's so much more predictability in that. And what's also cool about that is when you have – when you have bottom line revenue you know is coming in, you can then what? You can then yeah, you hire can people to help and, you yeah. continue to grow your business. Where in the wedding space, you can totally outsource. You can outsource your editing. You can outsource a lot of your admin stuff. You can outsource even some shooting stuff with second shooters. However, eventually, you know, it's going to get to the point where people want you at their wedding day. And yep. that just makes sense, right? Yeah. Where in the commercial space, it's a little bit different. It's it's a little bit less focused on you as a person. It's a little bit more focused on the value you're bringing, right? Yeah. And so it's like, I don't even have to be there sometimes. You know, like mm-hmm. you, we had an example even with you. Like yeah. you had to fulfill something for a client recently where 
you we could not make it happen Mm -hmm. and so you came up with a brilliant solution that ended up working out super well and you weren't even there yeah so i'll just give the example so there was a shoot for a company in new york and it was like okay we have this studio space we want to use it for a holiday campaign we've got to get it done on this date we literally could not get there like we're in california it was not possible for us to get there in that time frame and so i ended up hiring someone who was local to New York and that I really trusted through a friend. And he went and shot it. And I sat on a Zoom call in California for the like eight hour shoot, sitting there on Zoom, helping direct. And the campaign went amazing. Like it was so great. And I didn't have to even physically be there. And therefore, because this is one of the main things that actually is a similarity between the two businesses is that that you have to understand and be able to communicate what their dream outcome is. Mm. So what is the dream outcome that a bride wants? What's the dream outcome that a brand wants? And with a bride, yes, you're absolutely right. Their dream outcome is that you are there shooting your wedding, unless you're mm. maybe running a, an associate business or something like that. Most brides want the photographer there. Yeah. Um, and that is their dream outcome is to have their dream photographer and then to get the photos that they want to like love and cherish for forever. And then a brand is like, what's our dream outcome? It's usually selling more stuff. It's yeah. usually making more money. It's taking away the stress of them having to do it themselves. So being able to understand the dream outcome and communicate that with your client and saying like, we're going to do whatever it takes to get you to your dream outcome is, yeah, super important. And I think with retainers and the style of retainers, um, just like a quick practical tip, if you're maybe doing the transition and you're like, how do I ask someone to essentially get into like business marriage with me? Like this is like a long-term commitment. Like what do I even do? How do I even start? And I would say start small. So start with like, let's do something at the very beginning for like month one. And if we want to hop into like a three-month contract, awesome. Or you can say, hey, let's do a test trial on month one. And then we can sign like a six month retainer after that. Give people the incentive. And you can even like, hey, if you do six months, I'll give you X more images or I'll give you maybe one more reel or I'll add on yeah, some additional you value. You lock me down for six months. Seventh month is 50% off or free or yes, whatever. Right? Something like that. Something to incentivize why someone should pay ahead of time for months. And it ultimately also term, just, yeah. yeah, the commitment also relieves the stress on them as well. So retainers, retainers, retainers is what Joey and I always preach and we still preach it to this day and I've lived it and I've been like oh my gosh it is magical because you can build a system build a team people can then rely on you and you can rely on them which is great yeah so here's my last question why don't we wrap up with something like this what's the difference between I guess like how you get paid for your value in the brand space versus the wedding space like is there a lot more opportunity to make higher ticket money in the brand space, in your opinion, or in the wedding space? Because I know that's a question people always say. People always say, I hear all the time, people say there's no money in the brand space. Like there's no money in the commercial space. So I shoot weddings. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, wait, you know what? So (laughs) what would you say about that? Cause you've built a six figure wedding business and you've built a six figure brand business. Where's the money? Yeah, There's money in both, but talk about that. I would say there, in my opinion, Now, it's totally different for every single person, totally different for what you want your lifestyle to look like, things like that. I would say that there is more money available to you in the commercial space than there is in the wedding space. And why? And because in the wedding space, I feel like you have this range on like, here are my packages. And like, it may differ It may differ for like travel costs or how much value you're giving, et cetera, et cetera. But there generally is kind of like, here are my packages. Whereas in the brand space, 
It's like your client base is so diversified. What you do and the value you give can be exponential when it is not a cost-based business. Amen, your wedding yeah. your wedding business is a cost-based business. If someone hires you for their wedding, you're not helping them make money. Sure, you can put investment on your business. It's not an investment. It's though. not an investment. You know, that's can, a cute you can word. You put make investment it guide. Better. Yeah, you can put investment guide on your website. I won't knock you for it, but it's truly not an investment. An investment yeah. is when you put money into something and it creates money out of it. So if you are a wedding photographer, what you do is amazing. And it is something that people really value. Totally. However, and there's definitely money to be made. And there is a ton of money to be made. 100%. If you feel like there's no money in weddings, you need to- There's 100% a ton of money in weddings. Listen but, to us more because we will tell you there's lots of money in weddings. But brand and commercial space, there is almost an infinite amount of money available to you because what you do is an investment. It should help people make money. It should help solve their problems. It should help them- create more time so that they can go out and make more money. Whatever it mm -hmm. looks like, you are an investment. Therefore, you the, literally like the sky is the limit when it comes to the amount of income yeah. you can make. Yeah. And that I think that's so great. I, I say to people all the time, like I don't have a lot of fear around finances. You know, as we move through life as a, as a couple, as a team, as business owners, simply because I'm like, I feel like I could change what I do tomorrow and I've got practical skills and I understand how to make people money. And if you can figure out how to make somebody money, you'll always find a way to get paid. And I think that's just because I've been in the brand space for so long. Yeah. You know, I've programmed my brain to think about I'm only doing something that's going to make somebody money, right? Mm -hmm. Which is so cool. So I'm so glad that you just mentioned that because I think that's the biggest difference. Wedding-based is cost. Yeah. You know, wedding business is a cost-based business. A, you know, a commercial business, a brand business is an investment-based business. So yeah. pros on both sides, but mm -hmm. they're different, right? So yeah. this has been so cool. Christy, uh, first of all, you should do this more. We should do this more where I just ask you questions because you're obviously the, the brilliant one Vice out of versa. the two of us. Um, yeah, right. But guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've enjoyed this format where I just like throw random questions at Christy, to be honest, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. We didn't ask almost any of this because I think I just kind of went through the conversation, went hopefully trying to pick where your brain was going in the conversation as you listened. And hopefully you got some really good answers. So yeah. uh, I love doing this. We are totally going to do something like this again. But uh, what like what's your final words for people who are listening to this, who are wanting to grow a six-figure wedding business and or a six-figure brand business? Yeah. What would it be? Yeah. I would say do what you need to do to learn how to do it. And that might sound so dumb, but sitting by yourself in a room just trying to like tinker away and figure out how to do it yourself is not going to do it for you. Find people who have done it before and ask them. That's what I had to do. Like I would not be anywhere where I am with my brand business if I didn't have Joey. Like if I didn't have someone who was like, okay, he has been where I was wanting to go. He was doing what I, you know, in the commercial space, what I was trying to build and was able to be like, okay, like what should I say in this pitch? Or like, what should I do in this proposal? Or how do I handle this type of upsell? Blah, 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 blah. It's like you can spend hours and hours doing your own little research, tinkering away and failing over and over again with different clients. Or you can just find someone who has been there and done that and ask them. So find somebody in your space who has done what you want to do and don't be shy and go and ask. Or you can just DM Joey and I. We are happy to help you along your journey. Just DM Creative Rise. Yeah. We're happy to help. So main tip, find a husband who has built a successful <laughs> find brand a business and that way you'll never have to feel bad about peppering him with questions and hopefully yeah, he wants to help you build. But in all seriousness, guys, that is a phenomenal response, a great way to end the podcast. Find people who have done what you're wanting to do. It's yeah. it's not hard, right? The formula to success 
is either a is either a road you go down by yourself and you have to overwork yourself to learn all the things you could have learned very quickly if you figured out who's already done it and figured out how to give them value so you could get some value in return, right? And you could learn how to do things. Like I, I made a post about this the other day um, on Instagram. I talked about how you can you can literally buy your you can you if you want a hundred thousand dollar brand business a year you can go buy it. You can go buy the knowledge to get yourself mm-hmm. there, right? Right. And and a lot of people don't think about that. But I really want to just encourage you guys, like use your money as an employee to figure out how to get you the knowledge to increase your earning capacity to then be able to go do things you want to do. Uh, but though, guys, let's wrap up. That was a great episode. Christy, thanks for sharing all the knowledge. Yeah. Uh, congratulations on being the only one on this couch to have built a six-figure <laughs> brand business and a six-figure wedding business. That's oh, amazing. Most people will never, ever do that. I definitely have not do- done that. I've definitely not do that as I was just about to say. <laughs> I've never done that. Um, and I really, really respect you for doing that. But we want to so, help more people do that. Yes. So there's guys, a lot of people that can do that. We know yes, other people who have done that. More capable Lots of people we've helped do that. Yeah. That's what's funny about me. I haven't built a wedding business, but I feel like I've You've built helped like, other people I feel like I've built like a hundred six figure wedding businesses <laughs> just as a consultant, basically. But anyways, guys, so glad you're here today. If this was helpful so for you, make sure you leave a five star written review on Apple Podcasts. That's the best way, or on Spotify, but Apple Podcasts is our favorite. Uh, just simply because that's the best algorithm to help get the show out. So more creatives just like you can learn this value and hopefully be able to build a world where they succeed while doing what they love. From us to you, uh, that's the end of the episode. So we'll catch you next week. Thanks, guys. Thank you so much for joining us today. We were so happy to have you here. And do not forget to jump onto iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and write a written review. That would mean the world to us. And we'll catch you next time on the Creative Rise podcast, where we believe you deserve to break the creative struggle, and it should be simple. Peace.